How's it going, Jets fans? Your boys, Alex and Ryan, back at it. Just following the trade deadline that just kind of finished up here less than an hour ago, and the Jets didn't make any big splash moves, despite rumors about Bradley Chubb, who ends up going to the Dolphins in a huge deal. Uh, you know, in the AFC East, that's definitely not what you want to see if you're the Jets. Uh, Miami building somewhat of a pretty strong roster right now, that they already had a pretty strong roster to begin with. Um, but no offensive tackles gained, no Elijah Moore, Denzel Mims trades. Uh, more so just kind of keeping what we have. And, and ultimately, they only made one deal. Jacob Martin, you know, kind of not really much space on the roster for him. He was left out of the equation for the most part. And they managed to get a fourth-round pick in return for Martin, which is a pretty good haul, in my opinion, for a guy who's, you know, cap hits uh, expected to rise pretty significantly um, next year. So, Ryan, you know, looking at what the Jets did or or even what they didn't do, um, was this what you expected? Do you think maybe they go out and make bigger splashes? It was pretty much what I expected, Alex. I think, you know, and I wrote it this morning, I wasn't actually expecting any moves personally, you know, regardless of the buzz at offensive tackle. I felt like if they were to make a move defensively, it would be a defensive tackle to add to improve the depth behind Quentin Williams and Sheldon Rankins. But again, I, I don't necessarily know how, you know, much of a possibility that ever was. And a few of the players who the Jets could have potentially moved on from Joe Flacco, Elijah Moore, Denzel Mims, Jacob Martin, Bryce Hall. Those were the five players I highlighted and ultimately they end up only getting rid of Martin. And I think to still have more, to still have Mims and even Bryce Hall, who's really been inactive most of the year with the additions of Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed, I guess the Jets really just ended up holding Pat with a lot of their young talent that they just drafted within the last two to three years. And I think with the Martin move, you know, he was brought up probably about a week or two ago was the first I'd saw from the source. And, it's not too surprising. I think when you look at it, just the, you know, signing at the time, I mean, he was coming off of a really good year with the Texans at four sacks. He's a perfect fit for the defense. The Jets run just all about speed, you know, Ben turning the corner. He's really fast on the edge, which is, you know, marries up perfectly with the defensive front that the Jets want to, you know, really uh, have. And then you just look at his contract, you know, he got three years, you know, $6 million guaranteed, his cap hit, as I said, next year rises up over $6 million. So the Jets are obviously looking at a tight cap situation next year, which is why I always felt like he was a bit expendable after the season and why his name was brought up in trades. And then the last point to really hit home with on why you end up dealing him is just look at the depth. And I highlighted, obviously, the seven names on yesterday's show at the end when we talked about Bradley Chubb and why it didn't necessarily make sense to go for him. Carl Lawson, John Franklin Myers. Jermaine Johnson, who was inactive in Sunday's game because they have all these guys. Bryce Huff, who's probably going to be the biggest beneficiary out of, you know, this trade. He's going to continue to really see his reps go up week to week. And Bryce Huff has been awesome. I mean, he's very similar to Martin in that he's smaller, built lower to the ground, very fast first step get off, closing speed, has a ton of bend on the edge. So I'm really excited about Bryce Huff and what he's given this front. And the final two names as well, Michael Clemens, who's a young player, rookie, obviously, and Vinny Curry, who's giving the Jets some good contributions at the end as well. So, you know, in this situation, Martin, he did underwhelm a little bit in, in comparison to the expectations when the Jets signed him. And, you know, with all the, you know, luckily depth that the Jets have at that position, you know, he became a bit expendable. And the Jets obviously move up around from the fifth to the fourth in the 2024 draft. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, that was the best move for them. Um, now, am I a little kind of on edge that they didn't get a tackle? Yes, obviously, you'd hope that they would have improved the offensive line. But you also have to keep in mind that the Jets get unbelievable value out of their rookies. You know what I mean? Like, look at Sauce Gardner this year. Look at Jermaine Johnson. Um, you know, AVT was a tremendous rookie talent. 
they don't need to give away draft capital when they are getting so much value out of their rookies. You know, there's no need to it. The Jets are not winning the Super Bowl this year. If you have, if you're not aware of that, the Jets are not winning the Super Bowl because Zach Wilson is not that good. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, do we think? Uh, do I think he could be very good? Absolutely, but he's still a little bit immature in the way he plays football. He does not stay disciplined to the craft, you know, in terms of like what he does on the field. Um, to, in my opinion, you know, watching him play, he makes the same mistakes over and over again. He's not, he doesn't look confident in the way he does things. Um, he throws off his back foot when he shouldn't. Like there's a lot of things to Zach Wilson's game that just don't add up to a successful quarterback. So with that being said, the Jets are not winning the Super Bowl this year. There's no reason for them to mortgage their future on a guy like Jack Conklin or whatever, whoever it might be. Um, to you know, improve Zach Wilson's situation because the offensive line isn't that bad. There's a lot of teams that have worse offensive lines in the game right now. That is not like a, a make or break you know player or, or position to improve. If you're the Jets right now, you have fans coming back later in the year. Hopefully, you know this is definitely, in my opinion, not a bad thing. Bradley Chubb, no need for him. There was never a need for Bradley Chubb. In fact, if I'm the Jets, I was probably thinking more so about the fact that they didn't really trade anyone else. You know what I mean? Mims or Elijah Moore. Like considering seven of their players after uh, the, the cuts happened during right before the season started, seven of their players landed on other teams. It just tells you how talented that roster is. And they could have easily flipped more people, more players into more draft capital if they wanted to go that route. Of course, you know, they elected to keep more. They elected to keep uh, Denzel Mims because I think they probably see more as not really factoring in moving forward. And I think they want Mims because he looked pretty good in the last game. Um, so, you know, maybe they just – they want Mims to kind of take on a bigger role here. So it's definitely an interesting situation. I'm very curious to see how they kind of progress. Um, but, you know, what are your thoughts about the Jets not getting a tackle specifically? Do you think it was even necessary to begin with? I think those are really the two best points you just stated, Alex, from – the offensive tackle not being addressed. Like I said, I didn't necessarily expect it, just knowing what the price tag was probably going to be to in a package to get Jack Conklin or Laramie Tunsil, knowing that Tunsil's salary next year is through the roof and that Conklin's a free agent at the end of the year. I didn't necessarily – and I'm sure Joe Douglas would have loved to have made a move for one of them, but I think you said it best, just the value at this point in time for the Jets with an imminent return possible for George Fant or Max Mitchell – you know, and you said it, they can really get by with the front five despite losing Mackay Beckton and Elijah Barrett Tucker. Like the depth of this group is more than capable and they've proven that. And I think with more, what it just boils down to, you know, at this point in time, his value is not really there to get much in, a, in return for him if you were to deal him. I think obviously the Jets made that known from the jump that trading Elijah was never a possibility. And, it, it seemed like that was definitely, you know, holding true and, and firm up until what Moore obviously said after the game Sunday when he made those comments about Zach and the trade request and what goes on behind closed doors that we don't know. It seemed like maybe he was, you know, doing one last, you know, best chance to try and get himself moved. But at the end, the Jets don't bite, you know, and they keep Elijah. I think the good thing is that, you know, hopefully now he runs with this opportunity. Obviously, we're going to find out a lot about Elijah the rest of this year on a winning team in the middle of a playoff race, you know, is this guy going to, you know, put his own selfishness, I guess you could say to the side and, you know, really try and build his image back up or is he just, you know, and we obviously no one wants to see him continue to be a, a problem even more, you know, further off the field. And obviously there's a lot that we're going to find out there with him. And, you know, you said it best. I think with Mims, you see a guy who's really approaching what's happened to him the last two years the right way. You know, and he, he's made some contributions over the last two games without Elijah, without Corey Davis. I think 
Mims provides value from a depth standpoint and with the size that he offers and as, as well as his speed, you know, to boot with the massive frame that he provides on the outside. So too much, you know, tantalizing talent and just traits that Mims offers for a young player to get rid of. And ultimately with more, you know, I guess, like I said, the comments made things a bit unknown leading up to this deadline, but ultimately personally, I was never really expecting Elisha to be traded today. And obviously we're going to really see, you know, how things transpire for him the rest of the way. Cause it's definitely going to be interesting. Absolutely. But guys, I'd love to hear your perspectives and opinions below on this trade, this trade deadline for the Jets. Obviously nothing much happened, but at the very least they got some draft capital back and this team is very strong. The roster is very, very good. Um, just really a matter of Zach Wilson coming together. If Zach Wilson elevates his game and plays the way we know he can play. This Jets team is going to be very good. The question is, can he do it? And that's what we have to figure out in the next couple of weeks here, my friends. But always happy to hear your perspectives below in the YouTube comments. As always, make sure to like, subscribe, and we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Jets episode. 